covering all aspects of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. It's time for Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Here is your host, Matt Pauley. It is time for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast, powered by WTMJ Mobile. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. We're doing things a little bit different on this week's uh, podcast, which uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. I hope you enjoy it. I'll explain that coming up in just a moment. First off, our housekeeping items that we always take care of here at the top of the podcast. If you want to get in contact with me, best way to do so is on Twitter, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And if you listen to the podcast via Apple Podcast, I want to leave a ranking and review and also subscribe to the podcast. That would be fantastic. I would appreciate it if you subscribe. Not only do you get this weekly podcast coming to uh, your device on an every week basis but on every night basis you get the uh, brewers extra innings post game show delivered to your device and you also get just the highlight segment delivered to your device on a daily basis as well so maybe you can't uh, watch or listen to uh, the game you wake up in the morning you don't have a whole lot of time you can't listen to the entire podcast but you want to know exactly what happened well you can always just listen to the highlight segment right there on demand so that's uh, always an option for you i always say this the uh, the only pause or you know trepidation I had in us starting to uh, podcast the full programs was how much I love interacting with uh, with folks after the game, whether it's via phone calls, text, tweets. That's so much fun, and I just don't want people to say, ah, you know what, I can go to bed now and I'll listen to the post game show in the morning. So don't do that. If you can't listen at all, then we have the podcast available for you. But if you can listen, listen and interact and let's have fun and let's talk Brewers baseball. All right. So um, generally, a standard Brewers extra innings podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Uh, generally, what we, what I'd be doing right now is I'd have some type of monologue talking about uh, what's going on with the team. And I could tell you the team continues to play great baseball. They continue to do things they've never done before. They're setting records for games above 500. They're setting records for uh, how many games they they lead the division by. They are on a record-setting pace in terms of wins that they are on pace to pick up this year. They are just doing things that this organization has not done previously in the regular season. And they just keep finding ways to win Injuries don't seem to impact this team that much. They're playing right now without Willie Adamas, who's played at a MVP level pretty much the entire season. Rowdy Telez got hurt during the Cleveland series. Tyrone Taylor's been out. He's uh, going on a, a rehab assignment, so he should be back sooner than later. It just continues to be absolutely remarkable how well this team has played. So there's, there's, my, there's my normal, what, 10 minutes or so monologue shrunk to maybe a minute or so because what we're doing different this week is we're going to go back to Saturday night. Saturday night, the Brewers collect just the second no-hitter in club history. First ever combined no-hitter. That's certainly made for a bit of controversy when the Brewers make the decision to pull Corbin Burns out uh, after eight innings at 115 pitches. And I would encourage you, by the way, uh, on this very podcast feed, as we alluded to uh, earlier, uh, we had a very, very spirited Brewers Extra Innings postgame show on Saturday night. There were a lot of people who were having a very hard time being able to enjoy the no-hitter because they didn't feel like it was a real no-hitter since it was a combined no-hitter. And they were very, very, very angry that Corbin Burns came out of that game. There were other people who were just as adamant that 
it was the right decision and that there are bigger fish to fry and bigger things to play for this year. Uh, and it was the right decision to take Burns out. We're not going to relitigate that game and that decision here on this podcast, especially since uh, many of you who listen to the postgame show have already heard my thoughts. I would certainly encourage. It was a fun show. We kind of did a supersized edition. We went a lot longer uh, than we normally do, being joined uh, by former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. He and I uh, really got into it. It took a ton of phone calls, a ton of texts, a ton of tweets. A lot of people were very emotional and passionate about their thoughts on that decision. So if you have not heard that show, I know the Badgers were playing a football game at about the exact same time, so a lot of people were uh, locked into that game. A lot of times with the post-game show, if you don't listen to it the next day, well, all of a sudden the content's kind of outdated and irrelevant because in baseball there's another game coming around uh, there are a few times over the course of a year where one of those shows remains relevant beyond the next game being played and I would say Saturday's game after the no-hitter and the discussion that went along with it, uh, that is certainly something that uh, continues to uh, be relevant. So I would encourage you to go back and uh, listen to that if you have not heard it because it was a uh, it was a fun and it was a unique show. Speaking of fun and unique shows, that's what we're going to do on this podcast this week. Uh, wanted to so there were two broadcasts of the uh, the no-hitter as far as Brewers you know produce broadcast. Brewers Radio Network, which they were there, Jeff Levering, Lane Grendel in Cleveland. And then you also had the Bally Sports Wisconsin TV broadcast with Craig Kashan and Bill Schroeder. They were not there. They were doing it from the uh, TV booth at American Family Field and working off monitors. Sophia Minnert uh, was there for Bally Sports Wisconsin, uh, but the uh, play-by-play announcer and analyst and, uh, and Craig and Rock, they were, they were in Milwaukee. They were at American Family Field, so they called that big moment. They called the no-hitter off monitors. I thought it would kind of be a cool thing to sort of have um, an on-the-record discussion of what took place and what was being thought about during the course of each of those broadcasts. So what we're doing on this week's podcast is each of the uh, each of the guys who were on the call when that game ended. So uh, Jeff Levering, who uh, who did the broadcast with Lane Grendel, and Jeff uh, finished off that broadcast. And then Craig Kashan, who did play-by-play for Bally Sports Wisconsin. They're both going to join us, and we're just going to discuss the broadcast and what was going through their minds uh, as the games went along and what the, just the process and, and all the decisions that they had to make and what they were going to say, what they were going to do. I think it's really cool to talk to broadcasters who are voices of, uh, of big moments. And those those two guys had one of the biggest moments in the history of the Brewers organization because they have had, a, count them, a total of two no-hitters in the history of, uh, of the organization. So we'll start on the radio side of things, and we'll bring in uh, Jeff Levering. Jeff, kind enough to uh, join us on Sunday night after the team had left Cleveland, landed in Detroit, getting ready for what all baseball broadcasters just dream of, an off day in Detroit. I kid. Although I like I like Detroit. I do uh, Horizon League basketball, and they used to uh, uh, they used to run the Horizon League tournament at uh, Little Caesars Arena, and we would stay in downtown Detroit. I love I love Detroit. Now when we're there uh, to play like Detroit Mercy in Oakland, 
don't stay anywhere near downtown Detroit, so I don't get to the downtown area of Detroit as often as I used to. But I like Detroit. I think it's a city that's uh, coming around. But nonetheless, that doesn't really matter, right? Um, so Jeff is uh, going to take us, uh, t- give us a few moments as we do record this on uh, Sunday night. Jeff, you're taking a, a few moments with us on the road from your uh, hotel room. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, happy to do it, Matt. It's been a heck of a week here in Brewers Nation, huh? Yeah, it, it has been. Let me kind of start just from a real general perspective. Your your voice and that call will now live on forever. And th- th- what does that mean to you? I, I know that's not why you do it, but what does it mean to you to have a big moment like that and that you were the soundtrack for so many people hearing that the Brewers complete a no-hitter? It's it's pretty special. Um, you know, I, I don't hold that lightly. And, and as the moment was getting closer and closer, you could tell that Corbin Burns was doing what he was doing. And then when Josh Hader came into the ball game in the ninth, you felt pretty pretty confident in what was what was going to transpire there um, in Cleveland. And and to have that moment as myself and now Bob Euchre is the only radio guys to have called a, a no hitter in Brewers history is pretty darn special to say the least um you know i was going back and listening to uke's call when robin young made the great catch in in baltimore in 1987 um and then you know uh, the the one in cleveland was more subdued with a strikeout and it was the 16th strikeout of the ball game i just tried to to narrate it the way that that it should have been narrated kind of punch the punch the right notes and punch the right words and um it does mean a lot. It does mean a lot. This is a very great franchise that has had 51 great seasons, um, and it's great that they have two no-hitters now um, that they can talk about and not just one anymore. Was there a point in the game where you really started to say, okay, this might happen? Yeah, actually, I'll say in the in the fourth inning, um, Lane took over the, the play-by-play in the third, and then in the fourth, I, I got up and went and got a, a cup of hot chocolate, and I ran into Tom Hamilton in the in the hallway. Tom, who does the Cleveland Indians, has been the voice there for over 30 years, and Wisconsin native, too. And Tom kind of looked at me, and I looked at him, and this is from a guy who has seen two no-hitters this year thrown against his team, and a seven-inning no-hitter that is not recognized, and he goes, well... We've seen a few no hitters, and this is the best stuff we've seen against us all year long. So enjoy it. Hmm. And I kind of went, man, Tom. There's a lot of game left. And then I kind of went back and I looked at my book and I went, man, Corbin's really carving these guys up. Um, and, and his stuff, they were just not competitive at bats. And at that point, I kind of, I sat back and I went, well, let's just enjoy the ride and, and see how long this is uh, this is going to take us. And it took us all nine innings. It was, it was a thing of beauty. There, there's we always say it. There's the one play you got to have that big play when when Kane makes that catch and you know shades of Yount on the, on on that catch. What what's going through your head at that moment? First of all, just get the call right um, at the end of the day. And and another great little segue there: the fact that it's Owen Miller who hits the ball to right center, Wisconsin kid from Milwaukee High School, and um, you know just legendary family in, in the great state of Wisconsin. He's the guy that hits it, and Lorenzo gets this huge jump on it. And as soon as he got that jump on you, going, he's he's gonna run this thing down. And if he doesn't, then nobody's ever gonna make the catch. Um, so it, at that point, again, it was just get it right, um, which I think I did. And then, and if he makes that catch and gets up, that was the last out of the eighth inning. And he went, okay, 115 pitches. Corbin's probably done. 
Hater's going to come in. This, this is when it's real, and that's that one play where you 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 circle it in your scorebook, and you go, "All right, every every no hitter, every big pitching game that there's ever been, there's one play that you go back and you look at and you go, well, that preserved it. That was the one that preserved it. The Brewers. Are you are you like mentally preparing as the game goes along for? What you want to say, what message you want to convey, not maybe you know writing out or you know even in your head exactly what you want to say, but is is the moment that maybe in the future at the end of the game is that running through the back of your mind at all, even as you're going through the rest of the game? Yeah, I mean a little bit, but I'm I've always been in the call it as you see it and don't let the moment be too big, even though there are huge moments. Um, I've always been just kind of let it play out and, and feel and say what, what you're feeling at the moment. Um, and for me, the only thing that I, I wrote down was the date of the last no hitter, April 15th, 1987. That's the last, that's the only thing I wrote down because I wanted to make sure I got the date right. Um, if I, if I used it in my call, which I think I did since April 15th, 1987. So, I, I just I wanted to make sure I got that part right. I didn't write anything else down. I was just kind of feeling the moment, and being in the ballpark uh, was was such a huge bonus too. And fortunate that we're able to be back on the road again, um, so that you could feel what those players could feel, and you could see what they were going through, and all the fans were in the ballpark. You know, I feel bad that that Craig Kishon and Rock couldn't be in the ballpark it because they're looking out at American Family Field and there's nobody there. They're just watching this on a screen and trying to feel that moment that is so big in Brewers history and not to be able to see it with your own eyes um, I think is just really unfortunate. So to, to be able to be in that moment and see it and feel it and, and almost touch it um, that was enough for me. And, and I, didn't, I didn't need to script anything um, and I just, I just said what was in my heart and what was in my head, and, and make sure I got all the facts right, and um, and just go from there. You make the call. The game's over. You you go to break, and you've got a couple moments before you're back on the air. What's it like in the booth at that moment between you, Lane, and Kent? There were some high fives, and uh, I took a deep breath after after I went to break. And I, uh, I might have said a four-letter word. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, uh, wow, holy, you know what? That just happened. Because um, it's cool. It's a cool moment. And um, to be part of it, I've been on the other side of it. I mean, last year I called Alec Mills no-hitter on TV. And it's just not as fun when you're getting no-hit. Uh, I've never been a part of a, a no-hitter that a team that I've worked for has thrown. Um, so to have it be that, um, in 15, 16 years of broadcasting, it was that was a really cool moment. So even in the minors, you ne- you never had one. Never had one. Never had one thrown for the team that I worked for. A couple thrown against us, combo no hitters, uh, but never never for the team that I worked for. No, mm, that's that's interesting. That that makes it uh, that makes it that much cooler. Did the yeah. Did the gravity of it hit you at, at some point, like maybe at the hotel at the night, maybe when you woke up the next morning? Maybe it hasn't hit you yet. We're talking on Sunday night. It's, but the kind of yeah. the bigness of it? Um, a, a little bit, yeah. I mean, as soon as I was walking out of the ballpark, I think it's when it, it started to, to kick in a little bit, and, and my phone started vibrating a lot uh, from people reaching out and um, you know, you know, having people ask, to do interview requests and things of that nature. That's I think that's when it kind of sunk in. Went crap! They just threw a no hitter. 
it's amazing those things don't happen. I know there's nine of them this year that have happened, um, but to to have it happen and to have it on the 20th anniversary of September 11th too is even even that more special. But I think as I was walking out of the ballpark, um, and and I needed to calm down a little bit after just just walking back, I, I couldn't go straight back to my room. Need to to come down a little bit from it and go to the hotel bar and and have a beverage. And there are a couple other people in the staff that were there and just got to enjoy the moment um, and talk about it and kind of relive it. Uh, that was, that was a real fun part just to, to let it all soak in too. Yeah. Does that stand? I, I got to think like when I'm hearing you say that, like that sounds when I think about big moments, sometimes it's a, it's what happens after it. And you know, those, those trips to the hotel bar, whatever, whatever it might be. Do you, it's hard to ask this question still basically within a day of it happening, but 10, 15 years from now when you're reflecting on it, I have to think that that time with other people who were a part of it in a way, sitting there and, and talking about it, that, that can be almost as special as the actual moment. No doubt. And I think the guys are going to remember more than anything just how it felt in the clubhouse afterwards. And I, I would have loved to have seen what that clubhouse looked like when they were celebrating um, after the game was over and just how how excited they were and you know i had a chance to talk with jason shonker who's the, the great equipment band for brewers and he spent a lot of the, the game afterward just authenticating different pieces of equipment a glove a cap a, a patch a jersey top pants socks whatever it was from each player and um and from each pitcher and and took the catcher's gear of omar narvaez and authenticated that this was the gear that was being worn during the second no hitter in franchise history um, you know, just to be a fly on the wall and what that celebration was like um, would have would have been great. But but you're right; it's, it's the experience almost afterwards, kind of what you're feeling in the moment, um, and then sharing that experience with other people afterwards, and and kind of collaborating on what it looked like in your mind and what it looked like from your vantage point where you were watching it. it it's fun to to kind of get that that six degrees of, of what it looked like in different people's eyes and in their hearts. Do you hold on to anything? For, like, I don't know if you use a scorebook or if you just use the daily scorecard, but is there anything that you took hold of afterwards just for you to have to commemorate it? Uh, I didn't. No, I didn't keep anything. I mean, I keep the scorebook, um, the one that you and I share over the course of the season, um, and I, I kept score of that. I took a picture of it and tweeted out the picture of our scorebook. Um, but I got a, I got a note saying that the hall of fame wants that scorecard, um, which is pretty neat. So I, I think I'm going to donate the scorecard to the hall of fame, make sure I, you know, photocopy it and make sure and get copies of, of the actual game. And then I'll send it off to Cooperstown. And, um, I, I think that's, that's going to be a pretty cool thing to, to have, I guess, in, as a feather in the cap to Brewers to, to have that scorecard, the official, you know, radio play-by-play scorecard going into the Hall of Fame with some of the other stuff. I think that's going to be great. You also get a year free. of I, I've sent one thing to the Hall of Fame. You get a year free membership, so so that's good, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Nice. I'll have to have to get to Cooperstown at some point. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. I, I got the free year membership, and I was never able to make it to uh, to Cooperstown during that time. But th- I'll get there at some point when we're not in the middle of a, of a pandemic. So, well, Jeff, this yeah. was uh, this was great. I wanted to get on the record, just kind of the story of the broadcast of the of the no hitter. So, thank you so much for doing this. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome, man. Anytime, pal.
Jeff Levering joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. So he had uh, he was on uh, he had play by play duties as the game uh, came to an end. Of course, he and Lane Grindle uh, share play by play duties throughout the game, but it was Jeff who uh, had the call as that game too came to an end. Uh, we're going to jump over to the uh, TV side of things as uh, Craig Kishon will now uh, join us. Craig is one of uh, many folks who have been uh, doing play by play this year on the TV side of things. Uh, it is between, especially in the, you know, when the team is on the road, all of a sudden, you know, like a Jeff Levering, he's been doing some radio, some TV, but if the team's on the road, he's with the team on the road. So like, there's just, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to the Bally Sports Wisconsin booth and uh, who is in there uh, doing play by play. And uh, Craig does a fair number of games and it was one of his games, and what a game it was on Saturday as uh, forever and ever when that clip runs of the Bally Sports Wisconsin broadcast of uh, the Brewers finishing off the no-hitter. There it's going to be uh, Craig Kishon's voice right there, which is a really, really, really cool thing uh, for him. And uh, to talk through the whole thing, he joins us right now here on Brewers Extra and is a podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Craig, thanks so much for uh, taking a little bit of time. How are you? I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Yeah, so, uh, and I'll, I'll say this, I've got a little bit of an interesting perspective on this because I do some moonlighting doing some TV stats work for uh, for the television broadcast, and I was in the booth uh, with you and Rock during the uh, during the no-hitter the other day, so uh, I was sitting right behind you and, and kind of watching uh, how things ended up uh, playing out with the broadcast, but before we even get into the specifics, what does it mean to you that... This is one of the greatest moments in the history of the organization, and forever and ever, it's going to be your voice that's attached to the video of it. Well, I mean that. I think that's that's the thing that, um, in all honesty, and and I don't know how much um, you share this opinion with, and or or what Jeff had said because I didn't hear the interview coming in, but. I think, you know, when, when it all comes down to it, it's the guys on the field that are playing and it's the fans that are watching and the fans that are listening and keeping track of things and the historians and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be the performance on the field that really stands the time of history. And for the very few of us who had a chance to be part of it on the broadcast part, it, it I think it's more personal than it is... Um, been professional in this case and it, it's hard to you know it's hard to really grasp from a, a perspective of um, what's this mean to you because it just happened and everything and I think this I, I just think it's um, you know this team is really good there's no question about it and to be able to broadcast for the last five or six months and then have something like this happen, I mean, I could, I could, you know, draw up a grid of how important all this stuff is. Um, but I think it's, you know, I think it's going to stand the test of time a little bit. And it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool to, you know, hear your voice on, on, you know, one or two big calls. And, um, as you know, Matt, we're not in it for that, but it is, uh, it, it is part of the territory and, you know, if that's part of the territory, I'm I'm glad to have a stake in it. That's for sure. As the game went along, was there a was there a moment where you said, "Okay, this this might happen"? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, um, 
I, I think our, I think the Brewers pitching staff is so good that sometimes, you know, uh, and I don't even know the number right now. I know you, you had it earlier in the game today that you did with us because you, you kept our stats for us and did all the research and everything. But I know the Brewers lead the league as a pitching staff um, in whatever X number of games it is, 15, 20 now, whatever it is, that they've carried a no-hitter pretty deep into a ball game. And if you can get halfway through, um, you're thinking this is serious. But I think last night with Corbin, all he had to do is do nine up, nine down. Um, and then that fourth inning hit, and he just zipped through the first three batters. And I'm like 12 up, 12 down. Now all of a sudden I started to get a few knots in my stomach. And I've made this comment today. I had a lot of knots in my stomach uh, during, that, during that call, during that whole night. And I felt like it did about 400 crunches, even though it doesn't look like it. <laughs> but that's how it makes you feel. So I think, I think your mind makes your body feel something. And I, and I think last night it was in the, in the fourth inning, I think I was like convinced that this guy uh, not only had the ability to do it, because a lot of guys do, but he was going to pull it off. And... Sixth, seventh inning, I think part of our discussion in between commercials in our booth was, will he be allowed to continue to go on the pitch count method that they have? Um, and I think half of us were said, absolutely. The other half said, no. So we got to the eighth inning, he got through eight, and they decided to pull him at that point. But um I, I'm like fourth inning. From the fourth inning on, I was convinced that Corbin Burns was gonna gonna throw no hitter. I'm just saying about this as a broadcaster. Were you as the once you get to that point and maybe even a little bit deeper? It's amazing what the human brain can do because you can be sitting there broadcasting a game and you do need to be focused on it. But there can also be at the exact same moment some other things going through your mind. Are are you like thinking through? How you you'll handle it? What the call will sound like? Like is 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 what might happen at the end of the game going through your head as the game's going on? Well, you know it is a little bit, but I'll be honest with you. I think um, I I think in the game of baseball, there are there are very 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 few times um, that I think that you can overthink what's going to happen. But I think there are several times where before game starts, you're thinking, well, Corbin Burns is on the hill, and, you know, he's been pitching really, really well. And it's against a team that maybe he has a chance to no hit. So I think there are, are several times, I think, when you're prepping for a game, you're thinking, does this guy have a chance to make history? I, it doesn't happen too often, don't get me wrong. But there are there are a few guys on this on this brewer roster, and we know who they are. It, 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 you know, at least Woodruff and Burns, that you think every time they take the mound, they could throw a no hitter tonight, depending upon who they're doing it against. And I and I honestly thought that yesterday morning when I'm getting ready for the game, um, you know, Cleveland's struggling through some times. They've been no hit a couple of times already this year. I never thought it would happen for a third time, mm-hmm. but I think for the for the whole Corbin Burns thing, I'm like, 
he has a chance to do this. All right, so now the game is advancing, and I think there are, there had been many times prepping for a play-by-play game where I have thought I better make sure I have um, my no-hitters history list going. Um, I have my perfect games uh, list going, and and I've done that so many times over the last twenty years, and of course it's never amounted to anything. And so last night I go in and I'm thinking Corbin has a really good chance of doing this. And then we get into the game and then you're there, Matt. So I'm thinking you're going to take care of everything for me, (laughs) (laughs) but you just don't know. But I think, I think mentally your mind just says it's the game, man. And nobody's here to listen to you. They're here to watch the game. So you, you don't have to say much at all anyway, and you could throw any stats and any numbers and any historic events out there, but I think during the game, they don't matter as much. And, and I think when that game ended last night and I soaked it all in and I came in to do the game today, and Rock and I in the broadcast today on this Sunday afternoon had the best conversation about the two no-hitters in Brewer history today because they both happened. We couldn't have had that conversation anticipating it was going to happen last night. Right. We couldn't have had it. You, you know, you just can't go there. So so I think you just, you know, to answer your question in a nutshell, um, you, you just have to live in the moment. And I, and I do try not to over-prepare things. I don't make... Um, scripts or statements that I think that I need to get in at the end of the game. I know some guys do that, and that's fine. It's their style. Everyone has their style, but I'm, I'm just living in the moment, and I'm, I'm confident no matter what happens that um, I can open my mouth, I guess, at the right time. At what point did the like, after the game, whether it was driving home or when you got home, maybe it was when you woke up Sunday morning, I don't know, but at what point did the like the gravity of what happened kind of hit you if it did? In all honesty, I think it was, I, I couldn't sleep last night, to be honest with you. I was, I was stern. I was thinking about things. Um, and that, that to me was just kind of the thing. It was, it was like, it was exciting. It was hard to go to sleep. It was hard to wind down. Um, and then we, we knew though, when we got up, we got a game, you know, we had to be in there for a, a noon central first pitch, which doesn't happen very often for us because the Brewers are on the East Coast. Um, I, I was just elated. Um, I was happy for the team. I was happy to be part of the broadcast. Um, so I've had like a, a big, long sink in time. And I'm not sure it's really all sunk in either. Um, but it was, uh, it was, a joyous time and, 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 you know, a time I'll always cherish and remember to be a part of. That's for sure. Um, there's just no question about it. I've, I don't now. I want to compare this to the, and it, they're, they're not the same, but we've seen two really big moments in the last week for the Brewers, the pinch hit walk off grand slam for Vogelback. And then, uh, the, um, the, the no hitter and, and Craig, for me, when I got home after the Vogelback game, like I was, I was fired up. And when I got home after the no hitter, and admittedly the the, the no hitter, 
I was doing the TV stats. I had a pregame show. I had a postgame show. There's, I, I did a lot more work that day than the work I did on the Vogelback day. I was excited, but I was, I was more drained after the no hitter than I was for the Vogelback game. Did is that just a me thing? Do you do, do you um, do you relate to that at all? Yeah, no. I mean, I I think that's exactly what I you know. Uh, just saying that I I couldn't sleep. I think because sometimes you're so drained, you're not yeah. you're not going to sleep. Yep. You're you're so drained because you're you're thinking about so many things. You're thinking about how unique and special that time is in such a cherished historic game. I mean, it is stunning to me um, when I when I cover the NBA or I cover Major League Baseball, the gravity of difference between um, history in the making, it, it is not even close. And I and I don't get me wrong, I think the NBA game is great and and um, I'm so happy that the Bucks won the NBA championship in this city. But the, when you're talking about history, I, I think the history of the game of baseball and when you make history, I think it affects you emotionally um, in a lot more ways than maybe any other sport. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And so that's kind of how I, I would answer that question. Um, and, and I do agree with you. It, it is like, oh, man, it makes you think. It's like your brain can't turn off. Um, because it's, it's, it's just beyond special. Um, it's beyond historic. Um, you know, you're, you, you just get a better understanding, I think of, of what it is to, um, have an impact on this sports entertainment, you know, world that we've all, you know, watched baseball since the late 1800s. It's, it's just crazy to think of it that way, but it's true. Yeah, it is. And it's something. And for you, I mean, just have you thought about the fact that with the with the Bally Sports booth, we know BA is there, but he's got a lot of other things going on, and Jeff does a, a lot of the home games, and, and Matt LePay's done a lot of the road games, and you got Badger stuff now, and there's just a there's a whole lot of moving parts, and it's kind of a on a on a game debate game basis, it's kind of a a crapshoot on who's going to be, you know, one of those four guys, including yourself in, in the play-by-play chair. And you, you were the guy for, uh, for one of the biggest moments in, in Brewers history. And, you know, as luck might have it, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, it is, man. I'll tell you what, I, uh, I'm not sure that, um, before last night I'd, uh, go parachuting out of a plane, but it is kind of like that for me because I do the fewest amount of, of, of all of us. And it is like parachuting into that chair. Um, and it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, it's the greatest thing in the world to do, but it's certainly not the easiest. And, um, you know, I, I hope I, I uh, kept the standards up that the other guys have done. And I think after that, no here, Matt, I might have you pilot the next plane and, and have rock open up the back hatch and I might jump off of that thing and, and parachute out somewhere. Maybe, a, maybe I'll land in American family field as long as the roof is open. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good <laughs> illustration. That's for sure. Well, Craig, thanks so much. It's been, we're doing this on Sunday evening after you had the game uh, earlier today. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time. I'm glad we were kind of able to get on the record, just the, the story of, of calling the game. So thank you for doing this. You got it, man. Thanks for having me on, pal.
Craig Kishon joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. So there you have it, the two guys who were uh, the way that Brewers fans found out that the Brewers had completed the no-hitter. Jeff Levering, who had the call on the radio side. Craig Kishon, who had the call on the TV side. Hope you enjoyed those conversations and some of the uh, the background uh, between, behind what was going on uh, as, those, as the game was taking place and as those broadcasts were uh, taking place. I would assume we're going to get kind of back to the standard podcast uh, next week. Uh, so if you missed that, uh, thanks for putting up with this. But I thought this was a uh, really kind of fun thing to do. Uh, coming up this week for the Brewers, uh, they've got a couple off days. They're not going to play on Monday. They're not going to play on Thursday. Those two off days are going to bookend a quick two-game series uh, in Detroit. And then the final homestand, yeah, the final homestand of the year begins on Friday. Three against the Cubs, four against the Cardinals, three against the Mets. And then that will wrap up the home portion of the season before they wrap up the regular season on the road. It is looking very likely that the Brewers are going to clinch the NL Central at home, and they will do it in all likelihood against either the Cubs or the Cardinals. How about that? Uh, It seems like they have clinched a lot of big moments uh, on the road in recent years, and now they have an opportunity to uh, to possibly celebrate at home if they are able to take care of business. All right, my thanks to uh, my two guests, Jeff Levering and Craig Kishon. Thanks to you for being tuned in. I hope you enjoy uh, hearing the stories of the no-hitter broadcast. And uh, we will talk to you again next week for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Thanks for listening to Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Matt will be back next week with another episode. For all the latest Brewers news, keep listening to a home of the Brewers. News Radio 620 WTMJ.